ladies, welcome to the Created Woman Podcast, where faith meets fashion. This show is for dreamers, doers, and entrepreneurs, and of course, fashionistas. I want to help you discover your God-sized dream and purpose, because as Created Women, we are called to create for the good of others. So let's take the journey together. This is the Created Woman Podcast, and I'm your host, Heather Frierson. It has been a minute, a long minute, actually, since we have launched a podcast, December to be exact, and I have missed it so much. I can't wait to dive into our new season of sharing real stories from real women, just like you and me, who are living life on purpose and for a purpose. This month, we've already got three great shows lined up featuring four women who have been a part of making Created Woman what it is today. As volunteers, every year we go through a renew and refresh season where we ask team members if they feel like God is calling them to serve for another year or if they are launching into a new season. Well, these four ladies we have this month share how God started changing the trajectory of their life, their dreams, and what that looks like today, what it felt like, and all the stories in between. Each of them have incredible stories of strength, faith, endurance that I know you will learn from. So be sure to subscribe and watch for those shows. But I have to be a little transparent here before we get started. This month, we are focusing on our third principle, identity. And I don't think it's coincidence that it's the very month we are launching new shows. Because the truth is, I've had a little bit of an identity crisis this past year. And really, there are days that I'm still in it a little bit, if I'm to be honest. Not so much on the mom and wife side, but as a leader. The phrase, organize the overwhelmed, has been my mantra for the past couple of years. And we were when we were all home last year and organizing, I found that I was actually doing a lot of things that I didn't need to be doing or really that I shouldn't be doing. I was comparing, analyzing, and striving a lot. My head was down, and even though God was in the pivot that we took as an organization, I started to take many things into my own hands. It all started one night while I was lying on my bedroom. My identity crisis, that is, started one night laying on the floor, scrolling through Instagram. You know how it goes. And I took a deep breath, and I just started unfollowing a bunch of people, people who I was comparing myself to, ministries that I was trying to model ourselves after, and some, even friends, are really people I thought were my friends, but really just didn't need to be in my feed so that I could protect my heart. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It was a relief, though, and a breath of fresh air, and I could feel the sense of myself coming back that I didn't know was gone, but it didn't stop there. Flash forward to around October, November, The Lord started showing me something new in a prayer that I always pray. You've probably prayed the same thing. It's the scripture we often have turned into a prayer from Deuteronomy 28.12. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but borrow from none. Yes, we all say it. Bless the work of my hands today, Lord. 
but I heard it in my spirit very clearly. I've blessed the work of your hands, but this is as far as your hands can take you. Now it's time for my hands to go to work. Ugh. I knew what that meant. It meant several things for me. One was that it was time for me to let go of control. Control of things I didn't even know I was hanging on to, honestly. It was like a veil had been lifted. And second, it was time for me to hand over things to others so that they could do the work too. You know that whole equip and empower women thing we believe in? Well, it was time to do that. It was time to start new this year in ways to build and lead the team in a new way and for teams, the team to lead in a new areas because nothing was the same. We had to start new all over. And there were in some ways that we were trying to do things the same way, even though we were in the middle of a big pivot. But here's where it gets crazy. A week after I shared with the team about the whole it's time to let go and it's as far as my hands could take us, my right hand started to begin to hurt. I shared the story in our February devotional on healing. Um, but all is okay now. It's, but it was so bad during that month, which was of November, that I ended up in the doctor's office. I'm fine now. The, the doctor thinks it was like a cyst and, you know, a good old stereo, steroid shot took care of it. But I didn't take for granted the very clear and tangible example I was given. The picture that I kept seeing is that if I walked away from this thing that all these amazing women have built for so many years, if my hands stop, is it sustainable? Are there enough hands, enough laborers doing the work that God has called us to do for generations? Coming to grips with my identity last year in this new season has really been a process. But what I'm finding is that carving out a new identity in a new season is really just about changing strategies. When seasons change, we feel like we've lost a part of our identity in some way. I know I did. Even though I was happy about the changes that were happening, I realized that I was hanging on to some old habits, some old processes. That's the very reason, though, why our identity has to be rooted in Christ and not in a role or position, whether that's mom, wife, entrepreneur, whatever it is, it, our identity cannot be rooted in that. Without being rooted in Christ, our very source, we begin to strive, have anxiety, and look for the new, next best shiny thing sometimes. But when we do have our identity rooted in Jesus himself, we become okay with the changing strategies that are happening right before us because it's all about the purpose God gave us anyway, right? So where do you find your identity? Is it in Christ or role or position? I encourage you today, friends, to pray about it and see what areas you may be still holding on to like I was. It's a hard road, but it's so freeing. And it's a road that I didn't even know that I needed to walk down. There were things that God showed me that I would have freely given up had I known. But I was so deep into it, I didn't even know. Well, on our show today is my good friend, Kate Suquette. And she is talking all about her new identity and how she knew it was from God because she would have never thought of this on her own. 
It's a great show. I hope you enjoy. Well, hey, Kate. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to be here. By the way, just so people know, like you showed up, you're looking fabulous. Thank you so much. <laughs> I actually put on real pants today. That's and right. And a little bit of tendon moisturizer. <laughs> For the first time in a long time. So. Yeah. Because you said your mom's at the house with the girls. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, a car ride to myself. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So Good. we're just going to dive in because okay. everybody knows you. You're Kate. You've been around for at least four years. Has it been that long? I think Four so. years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So just tell everybody first um, how you came to Create a Woman. Well, I was literally invited by a Facebook messenger from Kristen Ellis. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know she Facebooked you. Okay. Go yeah. ahead. I'm not it was interrupt. just, yeah, just a super simple messenger, you know, kind of thing like, hey, girl, I know I haven't seen you in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to work together at a design firm. So I know I haven't seen you in a while. We both have, you know, have had kids and life and everything, but. I'm a part of this really cool organization and we actually meet in your area. And I was, you know, here's the deep basically, you know, and I was just curious if wow. you want to come. You didn't a come simple as my invitation. Desk. Super simple. I mean, it could have been just like copied and pasted, you know, too. But anyway, yeah. you know, it was just a simple invitation. And when she tagged the info, you know, on it, I was just like, wow, this looks great. Because mm. the season that I was in, I had just had, I think Allie, my second in the middle, she was maybe a year old, mm-hmm. you know, or something. So I was really, I was needing, you know, some girl yeah. time and all of the details, you know, cocktails, you know, just girl time, shopping, Jesus, yeah, goals. I mean, I was like, yes, just all, to all of it. Need. Yeah. All of it, all of it, all of it, all yeah. of it. And so I remember telling Chris, my husband, I said, hey, um, on Thursday, you're going to watch the kids because I got somewhere to go. You know, and he was <laughs> like, oh, okay, what's going on? You know, and anyway, I told him about it, and I literally went every single month from there on out. Wow. Yep. I remember that season, um, and th- that you had told your husband you had you weren't volunteering yet. Nope. But you said I've already blocked out the date yep. the rest of the year. Yep. And my husband notes I will be gone the second Thursday of every month. Of every month. Her. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why I was saying you know I went every single month from there on out because I actually sent it to his admin at work and I was like, Hey, um, he needs to be off at four o'clock the second Thursday. You did not. Yes, it is. Say that again. I think moms need to hear this. Take charge sister. Okay. When (laughs) you need some time and especially if you know that your husband doesn't make his own schedule, find out who makes his schedule. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is just send a very, you know, text, lovely email, you know, if you could make this happen for my family, it would be wonderful. And so that's absolutely what I did. I love that. Yeah. And it happened. Manager at HEB. Yeah. He's a store director. And yep. so he has an admin and yeah. she just blocked his calendar off Yeah, because yep. the wife needed to exactly. go somewhere. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Wasn't a big request. It was very simple. You know, once a month. That was it. Yeah. That was the only thing I requested. Seriously. I, I think, I think you just gave her. so many moms permission to say, I'm just going to go. And I know that everybody is not going to have that same opportunity, Absolutely, but there's going to yeah. be something that you can do to say, it was a game changer for me and my husband. When we added each other to each other's calendar. One, oh, yes. We do that, too. Yes. That was well, that's what you deal. just did. Yeah. You, like, put this on his calendar. Sure. Yeah. And so when I have something I have to do or we're doing together as a family, I add it to his calendar. Yep. Because I'm in charge of his calendar. Right. <laughs> yeah. He sees it pop up. And he's like, oh, I've got something to do that that's day. That's right. That's right. I love yeah. it. So yeah. you, you came and then you started volunteering. What happened? I started volunteering, you know, because, Heather, you did your ask. And it was, you know, awesome and fun. And I was Man, I want to be a part of this. Like, it's just so much fun. What could I do? You know? And so I think I was a greeter. 
right? Which is right up my alley. You know, hey, y'all, just every time you walk in the door. So I was a greeter first off. And then I think I just started hopping around, you know, Mm -hmm. we just started doing events and, um, you know, style speaks and stuff like that. And I think that was kind of a big jumping point too. You're a natural communicator up front. And it was a natural progression for you. You became our fashion partner leader. Yep, I did. Who, Kristen, who invited you, she was our leader, stepped down, transitioned. And you, you filled in her shoes yeah. and uh, I shouldn't say filled in, but you became the next leader. Yeah. Stepped into the role. Stepped yes. into the role. Stepped into the role. And you were natural. And I think that's oh, what okay. one of our goals, obviously, for a creative woman is to help you find where you are. Yes. What you're passionate about right. and where your gifts and talents are. And you, my friend, are a natural talent. Oh, Interviewer, fashionista, of course. Thank you. But communicator and just the way you gather people and it's. It's been beautiful to watch. Thanks. You're so good. Like without any fear, you're like, hey, I need you real quick right now to go up on the stage and say this. Okay. Yep. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Give me a mic. No. Give me a mic. Yeah, I've always kind of been that way. My mom would definitely tell you that I was, you know, the center of attention girl. I was the one who always had that little side note, you know, on the report card that got in trouble too much for talking. Yes. I was totally. Good thing we didn't go to school together oh. because we would be in detention all the they time for talking. Us. Yes, they would have separated us for sure. Yes. Because I, I'm pretty sure that I was separated from my best friend. We yes. got put in the same class. And I think our parents were like, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so. so here you are, 2021. Yeah. At the end of last year, which is what we do every year, we ask yeah. our team what we've been talking about. Uh, we ask people to give a year commitment. Are you launching? Is God calling you to something new? Or are you going to continue on? And really at the end of 2020, which we all know, yeah. we really didn't know what was going on anyway. No yeah. And um, you knew that God was doing something different. Something everybody's life shifted in 2020, but yes. yours did for sure. And so just tell us a little bit about that and how you're launching. Well, everyone says, you know, where are you going? What are you doing? You know, where are you launching? You know, are you starting something new? And I was like, honestly, I'm launching into myself, you know, in this new season. Um, and that's something I've really had to learn mm. through this waiting season. You know, that's kind of what I called it. You know, mm-hmm. it's this waiting season of when I was searching for the next big thing, you know, I thought it was going to be some huge, profound, you know, passion and calling. And it is, you know, don't get me wrong when I say, you know, that I'm launching into the season of myself and being a mom, but I really had to learn to, to just kind of own it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like just be the best you can be and don't look at what you don't have anymore. Because that was a big thing for me. I felt like I was losing something, but really I was gaining so much Mm -hmm. more. Um, because you've had a progression. You were yes. a career woman. Yeah, absolutely. Got pregnant. Yeah. Not, I mean, you were married. Yeah. Pregnant. Yeah. And after you had your baby, decided not to work anymore, correct? Yeah. Decided not to go back to the farm. Decided yeah. I was going to kind of work for myself, you know, as an interior designer. And looking back, it was just, it was all too much. You know, it was mm-hmm. really too much. Just me mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I could just do it all, you know, yeah. and not asking for the appropriate amount of help. Wow. I think was a huge, you know, detriment to myself. Mm-hmm. Right, because we get this independent, you know, empowerment, you yeah, know, kind yeah. of vibe, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but there comes balance, absolutely, yeah. and that's where I really had to learn, you know, that balance, um, so that I could be happy, so right. that my kids could be happy, so that my husband could be happy, mm-hmm. so that everyone could be happy. Um, yeah. and it really wasn't until 2020 hit that it smacked me in the face. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask you: is what happened last year that made you go, oh? I just had my third baby. Yeah, exactly. I have to make some changes. Yeah. Was there a pivotal moment or or was it just kind of a natural progression? 
I don't know if it was a natural progression because I literally feel like I got like slapped in the face with <laughs> all of this, you know, like I did not have a choice, you yeah. know, it wasn't like, oh, God is something, God is stirring something inside of me. It was like, nope, here it is, you know, like a stack of books just dropped into my lap and I didn't have a choice, you know, it was. What a, do you mean a stack of books? Just like the weight of oh, the weight. what okay. was happening, right? It was a pandemic, a quarantine. Mm-hmm. There was a virtual school. Yes. I had just had my third baby. Yeah. My husband, you know, is stored director for H-E-B, so he's an essential employee. Yeah. Well, which, by the way, H-E-B was crazy busy. Crazy So it wasn't like, you're like, hey, honey, I'm going to go have a girl's night. No. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, not at all. So that's why I felt like it felt like a stack of books just dropped into my lap, like this weight of what was happening, you know. But at the same time, I was really compelled to read every book that he put in my lap. It was really weird. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. Like, it was a wake-up call, I think mm-hmm. is what it was, you know. And I just sort of had to put everything aside, right? We all did. Yeah. Everything was put to the side for every single person. And you really just focused on what was happening inside the walls of your home. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really when I woke up, you know, um, Aria, the newborn, she was in the NICU, you know, and then, like Mm -hmm. I said, and Chris was working and I had two girls homeschooling and, you know, and at home and it was just so much. And I was like, okay, all right, girl, you just got to like own this. Yeah. And I went into this survival mode. Almost. And that's how I felt then. Well, I want to give um, our listeners some perspective okay. that, that just hit me. You were in the hospital yeah. in March yep. before the <laughs> pandemic mm-hmm. on bed rest. Yes. And antepartum. Antepartum. Mm-hmm. They were trying to keep the baby in for two more weeks. Yeah. You were there on a Friday and on Fridays when the pandemic hit, you were in yeah. the hospital when the locked doors literally shut locked down. Yes. At the I hospital. had my baby 30 minutes before that. Yes. So when you came home, you came home to pandemic. It was eerie. I came home to pure pandemic. Well, you were in the hospital with the pandemic. I was in the hospital watching it on TV. Yes. Literally on those little TVs, you know, and Mm -hmm. I just kept watching it. And, you know, Chris would leave the hospital and come back, you know, leave the hospital and come back. And think, man, it's getting strange out there. Things are happening, you know, because things hadn't really happened, you know, because we were in the hospital. But what what a viewpoint you had. It was quite the viewpoint, yes. And from not only, not just the hospital of being weird, like, oh, we're locking down what's happening in this building, but then your husband going into HEB where there was craziness happening with toilet paper and food. He literally had to go and like get us food, like in the middle of the night Wow, because we were in the hospital and we were worried, like, how are we going to get food? Wow. It was. Yeah, and formula, like what it, because, you things. know, Aria was in the NICU, and like I said, I was trying to breastfeed, but oh my gosh, what if that didn't work yeah. out, you know, like that, yeah. all of those things were. You get home, and all yeah. this thing yes. hits you, yes. like life is not normal, not only have I had a new no. baby, which does change your life, absolutely, but also, <laughs> yeah, your kids are home, the older ones, mm-hmm. yep, yeah, yeah, so it was, <laughs> I don't even have a word for that, Yeah, I don't know if any of us have a word for how we felt, you know, and how we dealt with it, but. It was just one day and my husband said something to me, you know, and he's like, you just like, you're like a different person, you know, like you're just like owning this. And I was like, damn, okay, great. You know, and so I, I took that as a huge compliment yeah. and like, all right, girl, you know, like they're seeing the work you're putting in here, you know, yeah. and the girls, I looked outside and, you know, the two big girls are jumping on the trampoline and just having the best time. And yeah. I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now because I didn't think about work at all. Like, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm missing out, you know, like on all of this. Like, it Mm -hmm. just, it really felt like a huge calling. 
you know, like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be this mom. I'm supposed to homeschool my kids. Which, y'all, if you know me, those words would have never, ever come out out of my mouth. Okay. Yeah. When we had our little back porch get together during the the, pandemic, I was like, the what? You're going to do what now? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what my mom said. You're going to do what now? Yeah. Uh And that, because it's out of your will, like it's not a normal. Totally out of my comfort zone. Yes. Just totally out of my. But she knew this is where God was calling you. One hundred percent comfortable with it, and it. I was comfortable with it because I had a tribe of women that my girls had already been going to school, you know, with with the preschoolers and kindergartners. So I had had a tribe of women who were like minded. Okay, and Mm -hmm. I think that's really important just in life, right? You know, have somebody who's going to walk the walk with you or gone before you. Mm -hmm. And so I just sort of like attached myself to these women and was like, Mm -hmm. okay, what are you guys doing? What are you guys? You know, I just got advice from. All of these other women, and then we put together a plan for our family that works together for, you know, that works for us. Yeah. And um, so I think having that village and the tribe and everything just yeah. gave me the confidence, you know, and especially in my husband, of course, you know, he's like, like yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Green light. the way you just owned it from the beginning. There was no, it was clear from the beginning. This is my new season. Yep. This is what I have to do. And I'm, I'm diving in. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't feel like God gave me a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're okay with it too. Absolutely, because God gave it to me. It wasn't from somewhere else. It wasn't anyone else telling me I had to do something. It literally came from Him. And when I knew that, it just it made it all. I'm gonna get emotional. It just made it. I don't know. It's like my heart just swelled, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is what it is to find your calling for the season." And I had never felt that, like truly felt that from God. Like everything else I felt like, oh, this is what I did for myself. You know, like Mm -hmm. I earned this. I, you know, I wanted to work for a design firm and, you know, win awards and, you know, things like that. And, you know, design beautiful homes. And I did. But I never felt like I just received, other than my children and my husband, you know, just a a clear message, Mm -hmm. you know, and a gift like that from God. And it was really profound. And it was like a physical change. I know it was. It was a mental and a physical change Mm -hmm. in myself. I remember you saying, um, you know, with your first two children, you did go through some postpartum. Yeah, I did. And with the, your third, Aria, you did not. No. And it was a whole different season. And so I just wonder for a minute if you could speak to the women who maybe are hearing your story that aren't as joyous. Right. Maybe. It is a hard, hard time of motherhood, you know, and um, I've gone through the ups and the downs 100%. You know, each pregnancy and each baby was totally different. And I could sit here and talk for hours, right, about how, um, you know, each thing was so different. But I can say that when I was deep down, like, in those trenches, you know, and when it wasn't as joyous, because let's all be real, like, we yeah. all go through those periods, you know. And so you just have to know you are not alone, first of all, you know, and reach out to your village because that is the most important thing that got me through everything was my girlfriends, my friends, a safe space to say, I'm not owning this the way I thought I was going to own this. You know, what, what can I do, you know, differently? And I've had some girlfriends reach out to me that way. And, but I also reached out to some friends whenever I was struggling and they helped me, you know, and friends and family helped me too. So that's really what I want, you know, everyone to know is that you have to reach out. You cannot be a mom in silence. You really, you can't just own it all. You cannot own it all. Don't think that you can do everything. Oh, good. You, yeah, be silent. No, you can't. You've That'll got. Reach, girl. You've got to have your tribe. You've got to have your village. Yeah. 
You cannot do it alone. So good. We always say that your purpose in life will never change. Your strategy will change and constantly. So you're in a new season and a new strategy. Yeah. So what's the one thing, if you can identify just one, because I'm sure there are many that you want to accomplish during this. Oh, man. Well, I think the main purpose, honestly, of everything, you know, because Chris and I have sat down a lot and the main thing that we want to accomplish is that next, say, goal, like for our family. You know, we kind of wrote out a five-year plan, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that involves a new home and, you know, a piece of land and just a, a lot of growth for yeah. our family. And so it's hard to pinpoint just one thing, you yeah. know, I think, um, but it's just an overall goal and happiness of maybe just a focus on the family. That's what I want. You know, it's just an inner focus and inner peace. And a lot of grace. I have learned a lot of grace this yeah. season. Because you are a go-getter. You're a get-it-done. Yeah. So I had to give myself that <laughs> grace, you know, because I felt like I was just sitting there. But it wasn't just sitting there, you know. Yeah. It was really God speaking to me and, you know, just getting inside my head and my heart and everything. But, yeah. It was good. Been good. So for all of our listeners out there, you know, we talk about equipping and empowering women. And I'm going to ask that one thing again, if you can, <laughs> what for women that are maybe trying to find their strategy in this season, because we're all have just had to do some major shifts. Yeah. What is maybe something that you've learned that you're like, just look here or maybe do this. What is something that you have noticed within you this past year that gave you a, a sense of settlement peace that you well, I think during all the crazy, right? Because as I mentioned before, there was a lot of crazy happening is I honestly, I just, I stayed with God. Like I really dove like into the word, like into some just devotionals that I had around the house, right? Everybody yeah. used everything they had around the house. I was sending birthday gifts with Christmas, you know, tissue paper, whatever. <laughs> but so I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do this devotional again, or I'm going to read this again because it all hit very differently. So how did you do that with three kids? I know women are like, how does she have time for a devotional with three kids? I really, I have to get up before all of my children. Yeah. I really do. And that was my motivation. I love my sleep, y'all. Do not get me wrong, okay? My, my you know, my Apple Watch and my sleep thing tells me, you should consider getting more sleep. I'm like, oh, that's funny. Oh, like, that's funny. <laughs> have they not figured it out? It's not going to happen. <laughs> anyway, so I really, it, honestly, it's just like 30 minutes. I mean, it's yeah. not a lot of time, but I just had to get up. And even if it's just, you know, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and it, honestly, it doesn't have to be a devotional. Just open your Bible, you know, mm-hmm. or something and just read for 10 minutes. Um, That's good, Kate. So, yeah, you just gave just a lot of those, permission that to be minute. okay with just, just 10 minutes. Just 10 minutes. Because okay. when it's you like have a pinch a new of baby, this everywhere. Yes. Okay. It's a pinch of everything mm-hmm. when you have a brand new baby. I don't care if you have three or 30. <laughs> God help us. For 30. <laughs> or even just one, you yeah. know. You can't, you have to think of each thing that you're doing as a pinch and a dash, right? Like mm-hmm. you're cooking. Like I read this somewhere and I was like, oh my God, that's the best because you'll finally get to make a whole of something. You know, each day you just do a little dash of this, a little dash of that. But by the end of the week, you know, you, then you'll have some, some time and some actual, you know, productiveness, yeah. you know, to show for it. But what I was doing before was saying, oh, I've got to make time to sit down for like three and four hours at a mm-hmm. time. And that is never going to happen, girlfriend. Yeah. So just put that out of your mind. You have to do a pinch and a dash everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Great. Finish this sentence. I was created to. 
well, live out my God, God's given purpose for sure. And for right now, that is to cultivate my family in this season of life. Love it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. It's been oh, fun. Oh, we have to add. Okay. Even though you're launching, they will, our listeners will be. Okay. Where are they going to see me? Because you're going to be doing the podcast commercials. Yes, I am. I'm so excited. <laughs> and they heard a little bit last year, but yeah. that was how we figured out, like, how still have you and still be involved try, but yes. not be like whatever and yeah so come over and you're gonna record like 15 minutes worth yes. your girls come over play with so my excited. girls we have girls night we record and it's done like i said give me a microphone and it's <laughs> done i love it yeah it. super fun awesome. i'm wait. so excited i still get to be involved yeah. and makes my heart full to be yeah. around you ladies that's for well, sure I, I hope we get stuff done getting the microphone together mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. we laugh yeah. a lot we'll see how that goes <laughs> <laughs> Hey ladies, I hope you enjoyed your time today. And if you want more, head over to createawoman.net or follow us on social media for a dose of faith and fashion every Tuesday and Thursday with our weekly online devotionals. And by the way, if you want a little faith and fashion delivered to your door, don't forget to subscribe to our new subscription boxes we launched last year. Each box features an original devotional written by the CW family, a hand-picked seasonal fashion piece, and materials for your Gather Her at Home study, including conversation cards and a link to a five-minute teaching video, each designed to help you get out of the box. Well, all right, friends, if you like today's show, help others find us too by hitting the subscribe button and giving us a review. Plus, you'll be the first to know when a new episode is available. Well, thanks for listening today. I hope it inspired you to take a dream step towards your God-sized dream and share your story too. This has been the Creative Woman Podcast, and I'm your host, Heather Frierson.